lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in here today. Live on demand. Not all that much, though, in demand. And we're here because they couldn't find anybody else. I am Steve Dace. Todd Erzin is here with me, as well as Aaron McIntyre. Let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. You look for us as well on MeWe, Parlor and Gab. And again, the last name, as always, hasn't changed since I told you the last time. It's still a D-E-A-C-E. If you're looking for clips of the program, you can watch for free, but can also be uncensored, unfiltered. Go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. Again, rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. I would like to see our amount of subscribers on the Rumble page exceed the amount of subscribers on that other page who will not be named. But I can't do that on my own. You guys have to make that happen. Go to rumble.com slash Steve Dace show. We have a jam-packed show lined up for you today. Of course, it is a Wednesday, so some of our favorites are lined up for you. Uh, The weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz will be with us. I'm sure he has nothing at all to talk about, given what is going on right now. Uh, You can also uh, look forward to buy, sell, or hold coming up at the bottom of the hour. This is when all of you take control of the subject matter we will be discussing and addressing here on the program. That's it. Here in about, what, uh, 28 minutes from now. But before we get to all of that, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by watching the COVID stand gears of war turn. The CDC yesterday announced it's changing its recommendation on mask usage, saying even vaccinated people must now start wearing masks in certain settings. In addition, the CDC is recommending everyone in K-12 schools wear masks indoors Everyone, including teachers, staff, and students, here's CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. This moment, and most importantly, the associated illness, suffering, and death could have been avoided with higher vaccination coverage in this country. Dr. Leanna Wynn, the baby killer who wasn't baby killer enough for Planned Parenthood, was back at it on CNN. The CDC also today said that if you are vaccinated but asymptomatic and now you're exposed to somebody who has COVID-19, you should be tested, you should still be quarantining. And I think that's really important for people to know. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio is doing what communists like himself do best in mandating the vaccine for all city workers. We've got to shape people at this point and say, come on now. We tried voluntary. You know, we could not have been more kind and compassionate as a country. Free testing everywhere you turn, incentives, friendly, warm embrace. The voluntary phase is over. All of this comes the same day NBC News received a scoop based on CDC data that fully vaccinated individuals aren't just contracting COVID, but are actually carrying higher levels of the virus than previously thought. Now would be a good time to remind you that this is what Dr. Fauci said regarding vaccinated people and CDC guidelines just a couple of months ago versus what he's saying today. Well, what's happened, there's been an accumulation of data, John, uh, showing in the real world effectiveness of the vaccines. It is even better than in the clinical trials. Well, the data are clear, the most recent data, that when a person gets infected who has been vaccinated, namely a breakthrough infection, and they get infected with the Delta variant, that the level of virus 
in their nasopharynx is about a thousand times higher than with the alpha variant. Two, a number of papers have come out in the past couple of weeks showing that the vaccine protects even against the variants. Something has changed, and what has changed is the virus. The CDC hasn't changed, and the CDC hasn't really flip-flopped at all. And thirdly, we're seeing that it is very unlikely that a vaccinated person, even if there's a breakthrough infection, would transmit it to someone else. And it has been well documented that even though it's a rare occurrence, those individuals can and have transmitted the virus to uninfected individuals. So the accumulation of all of those scientific facts, information and evidence brought the CDC to make that decision to say, now, when you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask, not only outdoors, but you don't need to wear it indoors. And for that reason, the recommendations and the guidelines have been changed to say that if you are vaccinated, even though you are vaccinated, you are in an indoor public setting in an area of the country with a high degree of viral dynamics, namely the red and orange sections on the CDC chart, then you need to wear a mask, even though you are vaccinated. In completely unrelated news, Senator Rand Paul has officially sent a criminal referral regarding Dr. Fauci and funding to the Wuhan lab to the Department of Justice. Daily Defiance, we go to Liberty, Missouri, where a listener to the show, Brody Pearson, spoke to his school board about the prospect of mandating masks again. He said he was the only parent in the room opposed to masking. In Sweden, 39% of folks have been vaccinated. More folks in Missouri, percentage-wise, have been vaccinated. In Sweden, they had no mask policy. For the past two weeks in Sweden, there have been zero COVID deaths. The vaccine at best is a therapeutic. In Israel, second highest vaccine rates in all the world. The prime minister two weeks ago said the vaccine has been a failure. They had more cases this July than last July. And they've had stricter lockdowns and masks. I appreciate the sentiments before about data. I want to share a little data as well. Do you mind if I ask a question? Is that, is that appropriate or is that not allowed? You can ask. We're not going to answer. I'm just curious. If anyone knows, and as hard as this number is to say, if anyone knows how many children between last year and this year have died with COVID. Too many. I appreciate that. I'm looking at a CDC document as of July 21st. I have 337. Can anyone tell me how many kids died with pneumonia during that same time frame? No, that's not correct. It's 819, according to the CDC. I'm just asking for consistency. If we didn't do this with pneumonia, why would we do it with COVID? Now that's a man. Yesterday on Capitol Hill, however, we had a demonstration of whatever the opposite of manliness is. I never expected a day to be <clears throat> quite as emotional for me as it has been. During a hearing on the events at the Capitol on January 6th, a number of Capitol Hill police officers spoke about the supposedly traumatic experience. I've been left with the psychological trauma and the emotional anxiety of having survived such a horrific event. But you guys won. You guys help. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful. You know, democracies are not defined by our bad days. In other news, National Right to Life filed an amicus brief in the upcoming case before the Supreme Court regarding Mississippi's 15-week abortion ban. 
In the amicus brief, the NRLC stops short of calling for a complete overruling of Roe and Casey. Instead, the brief asks the court for a, quote, new roadmap for overturning Roe. In addition, the brief says, instead of asking for a complete overturn, the decision to overturn Roe, quote, will likely rest with future courts, end quote. I'll let you be the judge of why the NRLC is so flaccid here. And finally, it's time to commemorate a very special day. Steve, it is your birthday. All right, enough of that. That's what happened while we were away. <laughs> nice. Um, Happy birthday, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. If you are surprised, the National Right to Life filed a brief in a case challenging Roe that didn't ask the court to overturn Roe. If you're surprised by that, you just started listening to this show like yesterday or 30 seconds ago. Okay. Aaron's Montage brought to you by our friends over at Keeps. Uh, how will you know you're ready to do something about that receding hairline in your bald spot when uh, they're the first things you see in the mirror and you're tired of seeing them? All right, so what do you do? How about go to Keeps, which has more five-star reviews than any of their competitors and hundreds of thousands of guys trusting them for their hair loss prevention because they offer the same doctor-recommended FDA-approved hair loss treatment and they offer the generic versions, though, so you're going to pay about half the cost Best of all, not just the savings. How about the convenience? You do everything online. You just take a few uh, pictures of your hair, answer a few easy questions, and then a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. So convenience, big savings, and then even more savings to get you started. Half off your first order if you get started today when you go to keeps.com slash grow. That's K-E-E-P-S for keeps.com slash grow. Again, that's keeps.com slash grow. You know, I kind of think, shouldn't we be, why do, why do people wish the person who did nothing happy birthday, right? I mean, shouldn't people's moms get phone calls? Hey, man, great job on this day. That's I mean, that, you know really what I'm saying? Point. I mean, I just kind of just laid there and, you know, got pushed out of the birth canal. I mean, she did all the work here. What did I do? Nothing. Not a damn thing. I didn't do anything. Shouldn't be calling people's mom. Hey, so you know what? Mom, happy birthday to you. <laughs> you that, mean? That's Mother's Day. Yeah. I mean, well, okay. It's just... I didn't do anything. I just, I just arrived. <laughs> I mean, but I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, in honor of my birthday today, I, I would like to do a public service, if you don't mind. Because I'm sensing, and maybe it's just me, I, I'm sensing a lot of confusion out there. Are you guys sensing it too? Just a little bit. Just a lot of people are, they, they, they think that they just can't wrap their mind around uh, you know, what seems to be, it's not, mind you, of course, but what, what at least it has the appearance to be conflicting information, right? Well, we just found out that National Right to Life is arguably the greatest grift in the history of man, so a little the, confusion. Okay, I can understand that. I can't do anything about that. I tried for years. All it did was not get me invited to ever speak at the uh, March for Life, completely excommunicated from the pro-life speaking circuit, uh, and far fewer friends than I already didn't have many of. That's what I had to show for it. Okay, so I already tried to do something about that. I failed. I, I couldn't. Um, but let me see if I can do something about this, all right? Because there does appear to be a lot of confusion where COVID is concerned. Let me... Let me clarify things for you, if you don't mind. Just bear with me here for a few seconds. All right, so Israel is the second most vaccinated country in the world. 
but your CDC just placed a level three alert against traveling there. Still, we should all get the same experimental injections that Israel did, despite CDC admitting those getting them can now still get and spread COVID. Um, But that's okay because the loose fitting cloth mask you breathe in and out of is meant to stop other people from receiving your COVID infested breath that still comes out of your body, which is because you're breathing and the mask doesn't stop that breath from coming out, which is why you don't choke. Finally, the vaccine is meant to protect you from getting COVID, uh, which is why cases are rising in Israel, even among the vaccinated. And you're seeing so many breakthrough vaccinations here in the U.S. And the vaccinated are now being told to mask again. That's such sweet pillow talk, Steve Dice. I, I, I just to me, jab me, jab me now. I mean, I, G. Willikers. I, I mean. I can't make it. I can't make it any plainer for you than that. It's so dumb. Is that not apparently that is that not a summation of the last 48 hours? Yep. Now, let's be serious. Actually, I sadly just was. Let let's 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 be critical thinking. Let's do that. Of course, the vaccine is primarily a therapeutic, which is what I told you from day one. If they ever came up with one, it would be. Unfortunately, when people hear the word vaccine, it's just a catch-all phrase for you've inoculated me, you've immunized me from getting this infection. That's what they think it means. And that's not what it means here. Still, we are seeing historically low level of deaths. The last two days, we have seen the lowest um, combined two days, or Sunday and Monday, I should say. I don't have yesterday's data yet. Sunday and Monday, we had the lowest combined daily deaths in America with COVID since we started tracking the stat in March of 2020. So far, there's one last remaining trope of the of the big pharma COVID injections remaining. And that is that they, pre- they, pre- they prevent serious illness and death. We are going to now find out because by some measures, cases have gone up 150% in America in the last couple of weeks, depending on how you want to count it. No, every way you count it, cases have exploded. That's, that's incontrovertible. Cases have exploded in America by any way you count it the last few weeks. Now, last year, what we saw when you saw an explosion of case, you would then see a lagging indicator of a rise of hospitalizations and deaths, correct? Yes. Do we see that again now? Right now, we don't. We don't see that right now in the U.S. They are seeing an increase in hospitalizations in the U.K. and in Israel. They are not seeing an increase in deaths, which is good. I would also argue, and I think I'm a fairly solid standing with this, that we have far more natural immunity in our country than they do in theirs because we were not locked down nearly as harshly or for as long. So the next week or two are going to really decide and show us whether there's any point to taking these injections at all. If the death numbers escalate, and, and I mean escalate precipitously, so, I mean, what does that mean? Yesterday was the 100, or Tuesday, I forget, or Monday, I forget. We haven't gotten yesterday's numbers yet. 
Monday was the 109th consecutive day that we were below 1,000 deaths with COVID in America. I believe it was the 45th or 46th consecutive day we were below 500. If we start consistently, not just a day and then a couple days again we're okay and then another day we, we, we break those barriers. If we start to see we are consistently breaking those barriers, one of those two, then I think we have to have a serious conversation about whether there's a point to the injections at this point at all. Because if they're not going to slow down the spread, and apparently they're not, Israel found 40% of its new cases were already fully vaccinated. Less than 1% of its new cases were people that had been known to have been infected, but recovered from that infection. So natural immunity. If we start to see that those other numbers increase, and and I know what they're going to say, well, those are all unvaccinated deaths. Well, you even had their Pied Piper, Scott Gottlieb. You see what he said this morning? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll take things they should never say out loud for $1,000, Alex. He just openly admitted they stopped looking at uh, breakthrough, counting breakthrough cases. What did, I think he gave an excuse, which was what? Uh, accounting or something of that nature, clerical. Doesn't matter what the reasoning is. But until we know that number... Like, that's why we, we anticipated this conversation. That's why we did the fake news or not exercise we did yesterday. That's why I saved that story from Illinois about breakthrough deaths and hospitalizations. That's why we walked you through that. That's why I included a lot of the good supplemental questions and, and information that my followers on Twitter had participated and added to the conversation to make it more worthwhile. It was to prepare you for this possibility. The possibility that we may see a precipitous rise in deaths and then they will just try to essentially yellow star you if you're not vaccinated while, for, while just acting as if natural immunity just never existed. That's why we did that exercise yesterday. Make sure if you've not watched it or heard it, you go back and get it in the archives, either at Blaze TV or on Rumble or on your podcast. Because that's how we're going to have to, if this occurs, I hope it does not occur. I'm not rooting against this. I I want this to be done. I I know that this has done more to boost my career than anything else. I'm sick of it. I'd rather get back to talking about things that didn't boost my career at all. Trust me on this. I'm tired of it. Just like the rest of you are. And it's getting dumber. Like before I felt like this was at least some kind of intellectual challenge to take this behemoth on. Now I'm insulted. You know what I'm saying? Oh, now I feel like at at least send me the humanities professor with your pagan gobbledygook. Instead, I got the TA. No, No, I'm just going to walk out of class. I'm not wasting my breath on her or him. I'm not here to debate the teacher's assistant. I want Howard Zinn. That's what I want. Bring him into the room. Not his TA who got woke because she read his book last semester. No, I'm not wasting. I kind of feel like that's what this is now. It's a joke. I'm insulted. I have to keep going back over this ground over and over again. Believe me, I want to move on. But we're not moving on until it's over. And it's not going to be over, by the way, until we say it is. 
I've been telling you this for the last year and a half. This was never going to end, ultimately, until we made it end. Your schools should completely disregard what they said yesterday. There's no science behind it at all. Completely. Now, Steve, thanks, change with the new variant. Okay, I agree. Have you looked at the country of origin of the variant? In fact, let's do this for fun. I'm going to do this for fun. Right here in real time. Let's go India COVID numbers. Let's do this. Should we do this? I don't even know what's going to say. I've not looked in a while. Let's test this in real time, shall we? So let's go to the country where, oh, lo and behold, let's go to the country where the Delta variant began, the India, the Indian variant, all right? So um, on May 8th, India, which has four times the population as us, by the way, India hit a, uh, hit a high of daily COVID cases of 414,433. Do you know what they were yesterday? On July 26th, they were 30,844. So let me do this. Let me go to one of my trusty little thingamabobbers here. You guys can talk while I do this math here in real time. Okay. Got a good joke, Todd. All right. So we're listening to it right now. Exactly. 414. Four thirty-three. How did you? How many times did you nearly stroke out putting together that Fauci uh, montage there, Aaron? Um, I'm I'm about on my last. You permanently nerve. stroked out. Yeah, yeah I hear you. I hear you. you know what almost stuff. stroked me out in your montage uh, when our our friend who uh, did yeoman's work there kept it simple, didn't get too complicated there. Uh, at the uh, school district, when he said, "How many mm-hmm. have died in the in the Karen? Too many. Too many. That's all they they. Yeah. Yes, that's her fact right there. Yes. Yeah, and then uh, and then the the same Karen ostensibly when he said, uh, "Guess how many people compared to those? Or guess how many kids compared to those yeah. who died for COVID uh, died of pneumonia last year?" Uh, somebody said less than half. Nope, just a bit outside. No, about two and a half times more. Yeah, yeah. All right, so India hit its case peak on. May the uh, May the sixth, all right, hit its case peak. As of July twenty sixth, cases in, in India have gone down. Are you ready for this? Ninety point seven nine percent, or ninety one percent decrease in cases in India. Ninety one percent. By the way, do you guys know what percentage of India is vaccinated? It's low. It's less than seven percent. Hmm. How about deaths, though? Okay, because if you show people cases, they want deaths. Show people deaths, they want cases. I would just like to just, can we at least settle on what the metric is? I just would, and I don't really, I, at this point, I don't even care what it is. Really. I just want one. Just give me a metric. Which metric do you want? Okay. Let's look at deaths. All right. India's peak day of death. Daily deaths in India was May 23rd, which would sound about right. About two weeks after a peak day of cases, right? There's your lagging indicator. 5,015 was its peak day of deaths in India. Um, deaths on July 26th, 418. So you punch those into my trusty little widget here, and you get deaths in India are down 
since they hit their epidemiological peak. Cases are down 91%. Deaths are down 92%. And again, when people say, well, India is not telling the truth about how many people died and stuff. Okay, I'll, I'll even grant you that point. If they're, if they're going to fudge their numbers, right, why wouldn't they lie about how many people are vaccinated then? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. What By the way, saying. India is a democracy and ain't like ours. They have a caste system, but it is a somewhat free country. They have elections there. The, the, the officials are at least somewhat accountable to the people. It ain't Venezuela, guys, or Cuba, okay? They can't just do anything they want. But you would think if India is going to lie about its deaths and lie about its hospitalizations, then why wouldn't it lie about the fact that that seven percent or less are vaccinated? Why wouldn't it? You see what I'm saying? I do. If this good, if it's if it wants to make itself look good in front of the world and lie, then why wouldn't it lie about everything then? Yes. So it's going to tell the truth about the fact that's vaccinated like nobody, but then it's going to lie about everything else. Why would it do that? Why would it do? What's the incentive to that? There isn't one. So if we're going to go by data, and you know what's interesting, I, I, I wonder if the reason they did this yesterday is because they're going by the India data too. And they're trying to time this thing out. Yes, there we go. So that they can look back in a couple of weeks yes. and say, see, we did those things and look what happened. And they'll just assume the vast majority of you are, are so mind-numbed that you'll never go and look at India's epidemiological curve yourself since it's the country where the variant began. I was going to say that if I had a chance, whether you said it or not. And I believe that that's what's happened. And I believe, Steve, you've alluded to this in some fashion from uh, the very beginning. But I believe this is what happened with the beginning, from the beginning. They, they, they know what's going on with the seasonality, with the curves of this. They timed the initial outlay yeah. of the vaccine yep. be, because of this. They can't afford for this to go away on and its own. There it is. I've been telling you that this is the magical thinking of vaccines. How long have I been telling you about this? They can't let it just heal itself. They never intended to let it to. And now that things are getting more and more dumb, that's when things get more and more dangerous because then the fist will come out all the harder. Be ready. Day by day, August, September, going back to school, it's going to be on. You have got to be ready to go to war on this one, folks. You have to. It's the unfalsifiability fallacy I talked about all last year over and over and over again. Um, X, Y, Z and works. Um, we get uh, a response. Uh, see, I told you it works. X, Y, Z response. B uh, happens. Uh, see, you didn't do it well enough. It's just it's the unfalsifiability fallacy over and over and over again. And if you really want to have your mind blown and, and at this point, if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, it really won't blow your mind. The National Right to Life story and this story are the exact same damn story. Yes. They can't afford for this to go away. Yes. Meaning COVID stand. Big baby like National Right to Life, really at the end of the day, because they're just whores for the GOP, and yes, I said that out loud, they can't afford for this abominable practice to go away. Go away. Because then what the hell are we going to vote for GOP, Team GOP for election after election after election? It's the same grift, the same story. That's such a great point, Aaron. So many of us, it's all happened to us, it happened a little, it's happening to you right now. It's the Truman Show for you guys. Yep. You're, just, you're waking up and you're realizing... I've been living in a damn bubble this whole time. It's not been real. Yep. 
I mean, what's National Right to Life do if we overturn Roe? What do we? What do they do? Right? Yeah. These people at CDC, if you get your life back or this thing goes away, Pfizer, Moderna. Was it Moderna that never brought a product to market Correct. before? And the Trump administration gave them like $100 million or Correct. a billion or something? Yeah. I mean, this is the greatest validation that all of these various people have ever, ever assumed. Right. I mean, who... I, I love what the March for Life wants to do, but who brags about the fact you're the longest continuous protest march? Isn't the goal of a protest march to not have to keep doing it? Yes. Who wants to keep doing it every year? Right? Yeah. I mean, th- th- it wasn't a, you know, it was abolition. We got to end this. This is such a scourge, it has to stop. Period. I mean, don't you want an endpoint in these things? Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra, indeed. And if that's not the rationale for it, you tell me with the benign, innocent explanation for national right to life not asking the Supreme Court to overturn Roe when multiple members of Congress and officials across the country are. You tell me what the benign explanation for that is. Tell me what the benign explanation for what CDC is attempting is. You tell me what it is. I'll wait. Hey, how much equity do you have in your home? You know, if you're not sure, let me tell you the worst way to find out. Uh, When you go to find out, you go to liquefy, you go to take advantage of it, and it's gone. Uh, Because of the cybercrime known as home title theft. Cybercrime experts warning homeowners that the more equity you have, the greater the chance foreign and domestic criminals will come after you. Home title theft is one of the fastest growing crimes in the country. And that's what Home Title Lock does, help you prevent it from happening to you. It's all that they do. And here's how it goes down. First, cyber thieves uh, search hundreds of public databases looking for high equity homes. Next, they pull your home's online title, forge your signature stating you sold your home to them, and then they take out loans against your equity. And often you're not covered by homeowners insurance, your bank, or your mortgage lender. All right, protect your most valuable asset with our friends at Home Title Lock. Register your address now. See if you've already been a victim. Uh, and if your home's title remains clean, you'll get a hundred dollar value with a complete title history of your home that normally costs a hundred bucks free today. When you go to hometitlelock.com again, that's hometitlelock.com. Let's get to one of our most popular segments each and every week. Buy, sell, or hold. Who knows what topics await you and me, Todd? You and I will decide. Are we going to buy that or sell it? Uh, with maybe even a reason why we chose one or the other. And then, once per episode, you are entitled to a hold. All right? But if you use it for any reason other than, wow, that's that's just so terrible, I don't want to comment on it. It's so lame. It's pathetic. It's beneath even my mediocre intellect. You will have to sing out loud on the show, happy birthday to me. I've, you've done worse before. Marilyn Monroe style. No. Is that better? I'm, I've moved. Yes. Thank okay. you for clarifying. <laughs> right. Steve, what proposition? I'm just going to do this right in front of Todd. What proposition would be a guaranteed hold from Todd? Which flavor of vinegar is your favorite? Okay. 
Um, Todd, apple cider vinegar is better than plain vinegar. Uh, incorrect. So Sell. you're selling. I'm selling. Okay. Okay. We're going to come back to this. Uh, we'll start though. <laughs> Get ready. Happy birthday. We'll circle back. Mr. Mr. Tace. I think, well, I think we've realized we're not going to circle back. It did not take much. Uh, that creeped me out, actually. I had to stop. <laughs> I know. I was getting creeped out by that. I'm like, and you love you some you. Yes. Oh. I creeped me out. Yes. Silkwood shower time. Uh, <laughs> around find out says the Federal Reserve will remove all stops on printing money, including negative interest rates for select banks, in order to keep the Biden presidency afloat. Um, at this point, I don't know if that would do it. I'm I'm not knowledgeable enough to say for certain that that would do it, but I I am knowledgeable enough to say that I agree with the premise that they're going to try to prop this thing up for as long as they possibly can. Whether that mechanism would do it or not, or another one would, because I agree with the premise of the statement, I will buy. Same. Next up, we have Joseph Curnow. Texas and Oklahoma will be crushed if they are successful in joining the SEC. I'll sell. I, I don't believe they'll be crushed. These are mighty brands, mighty programs. Um, crushed is going too far. They will absolutely be diminished. I don't think that's I, I, that's unavoidable. I mean, th- that's just unavoidable. They they will be diminished. And I'm just telling you, if you're a fan of those two programs, you may and you might be enjoy the the wailing and lamentations from Stillwater and Lubbock and Waco now. But years from now. When your administrators are cashing those twenty to thirty million dollar a year checks, but you're you're finishing fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh in football every year, and you go from competing for the playoff every year to maybe competing for it every few years, I, I don't think you'll be buying for thirty dollars at your fan gift shop. Hey, we're making more money in the SEC T-shirts. I don't think you're going to be doing that. And I. I uh, you know, be careful what you wish for here. And I, those programs are too historically strong, have too much going on. They're not going to go there and become Rutgers, Rutgers or Vanderbilt. Yeah. Not, that's not going to happen to them. But will they be diminished? Yes, they will. They will be diminished. Uh, and, and by the way, some of the programs in the SEC, therefore, will also be diminished by their addition too. If you're an Auburn or LSU fan, if you're Alabama wondering, what do we do post-Nick, like whatever the hell we were doing post-Bear? Yeah, you know? And so it's a great trope and bromide in July when there's not games going on. We're going to make so much more money. Guys, have you seen Texas's athletic department facilities? I can imagine. Okay, I mean, come on, man. I mean, seriously. I... I, (laughs) I'm dead serious. Until recently, the track program at Texas had better facilities than the football program at Iowa State did. So I just don't think when you get into the seasons, especially now, now they're talking about this I did not foresee. Um, I, I wondered if we would still have the same playoff expansion they were talking about with this move. But I didn't foresee that the other conferences would then get together and say, you know what? 
we're just not on board with playoff expansion. I hope that's true. We're not we're not putting together an event that'll be half teams from the SEC yes. every year. We're just gonna keep it at four. You guys, you guys, you guys, you guys want survival of the fittest? You want your super conference? Then you guys can yeah. all feast on each other to get a maximum of two spots out of your 16-team gauntlet. Good luck with that. Enjoy. I did not anticipate that. Well, Steve, they'll never pass up that amount of money. Uh, here's the thing. Survival outweighs more money. If you're Purdue, forget the group of five. Yeah. They're, they're in danger right now. And we're talking good programs like a Cincinnati, Boise State. Those programs are in, they're in danger right now. I'm talking like Washington State, Purdue. You're in danger. We go to some kind of just ultimate mega conference where it's 2024 20, teams a conference, and now it's Lord of the Flies. I don't know if you're if you're are you carrying them? If you're if, if are you carrying those programs in those leagues? Would the new commissioner of the Pac-12 say yesterday? We're just going to make moves based on what's best for football. We just got to be honest about that. Dude, if the Pac-12 is thinking that way now, got to start wondering if maybe the Big Ten yeah. might be thinking mm-hmm. that way too. Cool. Okay? And so one way to stop that is for the rest, because they can't pull off the playoff by themselves. Just have the rest of the league say, we're not for the playoff expansion. We're not for it. We're just keep it at four. And then you can then watch all then you guys can just freaking crush each other in that gauntlet of a league and it, and enjoy almost you know maybe you'll maybe now Oklahoma and Texas make the playoff two or three times a decade at the most when Oklahoma was pretty much in it almost every single year and then and then you all will love hey that's great that's just great you're making so much more money. Uh, but they're not passing it on to you because they're charging you more money to watch your team play Auburn than to play uh, Kansas State, right? You're going to mm-hmm. charge more money for that. So you're going to get paid more money, and then you'll you'll have less relevance nationally than you currently have now. To me, this is a classic example of just because you can do a thing, should you do a thing. There's capitalism, and then there's greed. There's greed, and then there's mercantilism mercantilism and robber baronism. And we're somewhere in that latter stretch with this move. The one way you check on this is if the other conferences just take off their sabots. Where's the word sabotage come from? French workers in the 19th century, pre-unionization, could not figure out a way to to protest adequately the poor working conditions. So what did they do? They took off their work shoes called sabots. This is where the word comes from. They took off their work shoes and they plunged them into the machines to gum up the works, to stop the, to stop the work from happening. And that's where we got the term sabotage. That's what this is. So wait a minute. You're going to work with us quietly to form this new playoff. And alongside the Big 12 commissioner, the two commissioners that worked on this were the commissioner of the Big 12 and the SEC. The whole time you're raiding, you're getting ready to raid my conference. And then you decide, yeah, you bet we want to expand the playoff to a format where now we might get half the teams every year. The other leagues are like, eh, nope. No, I think we just might just pull out of the expanded playoff at all because, yeah, we'd lose. We're got, we, that, that's a lot more money by expanding it. But you know what's even more money than expanding it? Survival! Having a football program. If I'm the AD at Purdue and Indiana right now, I'm not sure right now I've got a football program in 10 years, five years, with the, let alone if I'm Western Michigan, Central Michigan, some Mac school, Boise State, San Diego State. So now the rest of those schools are like, Screw this noise. We'll just keep the four-team playoff, and you guys can all enjoy. Texas was winning seven games a year for a decade in the league where they got they thought they had eight buys. 
What do you think they're doing in the in the in the SEC? So and and since they won't and since they can't say, well, we still made the playoffs, so that'll help our recruiting. Nope, nope. We're just going to keep the same four teams. That is a move I did not anticipate as a trump card to play. That got my attention this morning when I read that, and it makes a when you when you broaden the lens. This is the only check and balance they really have. Yes. To avoid a Lord of the Flies scenario. And that's why I think it's actually pretty smart to play it. I've been so mad about this and it is so dumb and so beneath me that I, I did not foresee this or think about it either. But it's such a great play. It's the only play you happened to mention right before we went on the air. I, I mean, I'm so excited about this. Uh, and it's th- this play is the scene in uh, the, uh, the, the uh, Dark Knight where the, 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 the doofus tries to blackmail uh, Batman yes. to Morgan Freeman. He yes. says, let me get this straight. That's this play. You shove this in their faces. You dare them. I, I'm i swooning, man. Please. Go to 20 teams, 2014. We're, your, never going, yeah. we're never expanding past from four. Then. You guys can all just cannibalize and, each other. And Enjoy those checks from ESPN and your Music City Bowl births. Thankfully, we have just the sort of man who's been given a lot of power right now uh, Barry Alvarez, University of Wisconsin, retired, but now the czar of Big yeah, Ten football. I have football. no confidence in Kevin Warren. No. But if you watched his conference the other day, he mentioned, how many times did he mention Barry Alvarez? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Barry Alvarez thinks like this. I yes. could see, in fact, it yes. wouldn't shock me at all nope. if this whole damn thing was his idea. Oh, I mean, and he was on the horn calling all these people and say, hey, man, we'll just... We'll just keep things the way they are. Yeah. Then they can they add all the teams I mean, they that's want. That's a Godfather play. Yeah, man. yeah, we'll just we'll just keep things as they are. Four teams, and they can all the you know they can have Nick Saban and everybody else go seven and five. Enjoy yourselves. You'll you'll like the fact that the track team now has <clears throat> Sterling toilets to flush while you guys are fighting over Music City Bowl berths. Good luck to you. Thanks. Love it. Yeah, Bullsby ain't a ain't a pushover either. But uh, yeah, I, I think if this were to happen, wouldn't the prudent move then for Texas and Oklahoma just to stay put? Well, then you have you get into pride, yep, and embarrassment, and everything else. Too. Okay, all of yeah, it. That's fine with me. <laughs> uh, next, Paul says Iowa State will be the fifteenth member of the Big Ten by twenty twenty five. Um, here's what here's what I th- I don't know how to answer this because w- I think one of two things will happen. The scenario that that was floated this morning, they go through with it. And not much else changes then. Or I think you'll see the Big Ten and the Pac-12 together, come together, if not in a formal arrangement, but like mutually decide to uh, try to save as many football brands and that in the prestigious AU, that's the Association of American Universities that many of them belong to. And Iowa State is one of them. So I could see that too. Um and and man, I I really think it is. Happy birthday! I'm not doing that again. But I got a hold. I, I I think this you're seeing through a mirror darkly right now on this. This move this morning is a trump card I did not anticipate. Like if we had done buy seller hold yesterday, I probably would have a different answer to this question. Okay, but today, this I think. We might be in for a level of polit- of brinksmanship and Cold War political gamesmanship that I had not previously considered and frankly didn't think a lot of these people probably had either the stones or the brains for, right? And I do think your boy Barry Alvarez has a role because I he absolutely I could see him 
being the ringleader of all of this and saying, mm-hmm. here's how we're going to fight this. We don't, we're not going to take in Iowa State and Kansas. We're just going to keep the playoff where it is then and F them. They can just enjoy fighting over the scraps mm-hmm. of the SEC with each other then. Make them make them turn on each other. Why are we turning on yeah. each other? Right. We're going to pilfer right. colleges and conferences and, and, and pillage and plunder everybody else. Right. No, no, no. Give, you know what? Give them I exactly what they wanted. They wanted a super conference with these guys. By golly, you can all have it, and we're just going to keep the 14 playoffs. And just there. remind everybody how that whole league is doing its own members, Texas A&M dirty. You think Texas A&M and Missouri want to welcome these two schools in necessarily? No. 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 Next, we'll go to Johnny O'Cattle, who says, we're finally seeing the deep truth of Matthew seven fourteen. how few the few are. Well, we're not... I'll sell. We're not finally, we're, we, we might finally be opening our eyes here in this generation, but th- there's nothing new under the sun. This is, this is just what happens. This is a classic biblical tale. I mean, your Old Testament is constantly talking about this very thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I can, I definitely see an amillennial influence in your answer, where, where this is kind of a, a this, these things, this is the ebb and flow and arc of history through time. I agree. Um, and I don't, I agree to some extent. I do think we're seeing something unique in Western civilization, however. That if we're not dealing with a biblical level event here, I think that we have to consider the the end of Western civilization. Like this is our the Turks have arrived at Constantinople. Uh, I, I think that, that should either. be on the table. Sure. No, and I, I think that's more of a nexus event than just the typical ebb and flow that you talked about. So for that, I'll buy. Because I'm probably somewhere between him and you. But I agree with you and you agree with me. So yeah. here we are with the paradox of yeah. things. Yes. Jar Jar Drinks says the FDA will destroy <laughs> what little credibility anyone has left and approve one or more of the vaccines by the end of the year, regardless of the efficacy or safety. So here's here, I'm going to sell on this. And I was shocked last Friday when Shannon pre- made this her prediction that they would not do this. They would not fully authorize them. And I was like, yeah. And that, after she said, I'm like, you know, that actually kind of makes some sense. I had a, I had a source of mine who worked who worked for the Trump administration, who told me yesterday that they also did not think these would be FDA fully approved, at least not anytime soon. And he said, because our understanding in the White House was that if anything was FDA fully approved, then they had to be totally forthcoming about side effects, all of that data. Do they really want to have to do that? Okay. I did not know that. Okay. So I'm going to... I'm going to sell on this based on what my little birdie told me. Agreed. All right, we'll come back, play some more buy, sell, or hold here in a moment. Stay tuned right after the break. Back again with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, and all of you, I promise. Not to do that creepy Marilyn Monroe thing again. I I will see that in my nightmares tonight. My own voice. If I if I ever do that again, triple mask me, please. I just love how that you threw that boomerang out there and it just whipped right back that, and clacked you in the head. Yeah, that, that was nice. I I've had far better um both planned and spontaneous content attempts than that one that that's going to rank fairly low 
whenever I write my memoirs, um, that's gonna that's gonna rank fairly low on spontaneous acts on the show. Oh, yeah, that that, that, that. <laughs> and it was going so well when I just you know called out India from the bullpen, not even knowing what the numbers were, and look and looked at him in real time on the show and how they all proved my point. You know, I yeah. I should have pulled a Costanza, but we got we do this as guys, right? We can't take the W, take yes for an answer, and walk away from the table. We're like. It's like Tom Brady says, my favorite Super Bowl is the next one. We just can't be content. So I got to come back again. I tried it again. You flew and, too close to the sun, man. Yeah, I did. And 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 frankly, I'm seeing spots right now, if I'm going to be brutally honest with you. All right. <laughs> uh, let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email us. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor Gab. Follow me on Twitter at Steve Day Show. And you can also look for clips of the show at Rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. That's where you want to go. Don't, don't go to the other place. Go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. No censorship there. No filtering there. All right. And you get the same clips for free there. Rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. If you are a podcast listener, thank you very much. Please, if you have yet to do so, hit the follow or subscribe button on your podcast platform. Leave us a five-star review as well. Thanks to all of you that have done those things. You've been an immense help in uh, helping this show's explosive growth over the last year and a half. Uh, part two of Buy, Seller Hold is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. We did this, Todd, did the Built Bar taste test. Yep. And the lemon cheesecake, or the lemon almond cheesecake, right? Yep. It passed the Erzin test. And you guys know the list of things he likes is 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 declining as the I years go by. I have full confidence they can do apple cider vinegar now. I have full confidence. <laughs> If next week's special flavor, <laughs> one hour only, every other special flavor is flavors one day only, one hour only, they send you the email because you're the only one getting it. Apple cider vinegar built bars. That's great. They do actually have like, they had like a caramel apple flavor last year oh, for yeah. the fall. But that'd be great. That was really, really well done. All right. So uh, it, and whether it's a specialty flavor or any of their regular ones too, remember before we ever tried these specialty flavors, it was just the regular variety box with the peanut butter brownie, the coconut almond, the mint brownie. It was just the plain uh, variety, plain old variety box that got us hooked on these things before we knew what a candy cane brownie was, before we knew what chocolate chip cookie dough was, or I think one of their best sellers ever, which was the coconut brownie chunk. Before any of these flavors had been created, it was just the good old standard variety box uh up to 17 grams of protein in every bar in that variety box only 130 calories four net carbs or grams of sugar or less you can't beat it when it comes to both health and taste it's the best protein bar ever and i mean ever try it now 15 percent off your order 15 percent off with the promo code dace my last name d-e-a-c-e when you go to built.com for built bar B-U-I-L-T, built.com. Again, promo code DACE at built.com. Let's continue, Aaron. We will go next to I Hate Social Media, who says within the next 10 years, there will be a major lawsuit or government payout due to serious negative health effects of the COVID vaccine. I'll buy. Doesn't necessarily state the country, does it? Doesn't specify a country, no, let's right? Let's say the United States, but, but he, he doesn't. He, he doesn't specify. He, he doesn't specify. Okay, I'll buy, since he didn't specify a country. 
I, in our country, I, I, I've just seen levels of skullduggery and coordination and totalitarian symmetry that I always thought, boy, if we continue down this road, we're going to see stuff like this. And well, we're like seeing it now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'd be more hesitant to buy if he had specified our country, but at least somewhere in the world, I absolutely believe we could see that. You bet. I'll buy. Next, we'll go to Jason Hunter Ketchum, who says Joe Biden won't make it the rest of the year without being called unfit to serve. I mean, this is one of the predictions I made in January, so I've got to stand by it, right? So I will buy because I'm already on the record making the prediction that he will not last the full year in office. I'll buy. Next up, Ryan Mount Rushmore of most influential conservatives of the last uh, 50 years, Milton Friedman. Um, of the last 50? Yep. I'll, I'll buy. It's, I could buy. It's okay. Enough. Yeah, I mean, he was, Reagan said that yeah. Milton Friedman was his favorite economist. Yeah. Rush has quoted him all the time, him and Walter Williams together. Uh, so, okay, I could buy that. Uh, Andrew Breitbart. Fascinating choice. Um, I'm, I'm going to sell because I think because obviously he was cut down too soon. Um, at a young age, he died. That I think on the trajectory he was on, he would have been on this list. But there's a very obvious name not on the list that I think clearly has had more of an impact over the last 50 years. If not, now I would argue Breitbart's had a more of an impact than this person over the last five or 15, but that's not the question, right? It's over the last 50. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, Ronald Reagan has to be on your list. He's not on the list. He has to be on the list. I mean, for most people... Ronald, when they when they think when they hear the word conservative, he's the first face that pops into their minds. Okay, I mean, from the tours he did, was it Pepsi or Coke or GE? What was the company where he went around the country in the early '60s? You know, to protest the beginning of the welfare state. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is uh, he he really was a philosopher king. I mean, he was a very accomplished and successful politician. But we forget because we see a lot of the "there you go again" clips that prior to him winning office was a hardened ideologue. Go watch on YouTube. You'll see a lot of them. Go watch the Pale Pastel speech. Go watch the Rendezvous with Destiny speech. That ain't, folks, happy warrior. We're all just kind of chummy here. People kind of thought he was really radical at the time. All right? There's a reason why he glommed on to bury bury extremism in the face of liberty's no vice Goldwater. Okay? Um, so he kind of was a philosopher king. He, he, he was every bit. He wasn't like a Ron Paul, frankly. To me, Ron Paul isn't just a politician. He's a vanguard of an ideological movement. He's like, um, he's, he's, and, and, and he's not like the manifestation of it. Like Ron Paul, like there wasn't a liberty movement and then Ron Paul came along. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's the vanguard of that movement. He pushed it through. He's he's the entry point of it into the mainstream. And it's his son who's actually the manifestation of it and others. He's the vanguard. Reagan is not a guy that, hey, we had, you know, conservatism got really popular. And so Reagan could get elected. 
Dude, he pushed that through. He like he took a sledgehammer to the Overton window. We forget that. And so he's got to be on the list. And I think if Andrew Breitbart were here today, he would agree with me, having never yeah. even met him. Um, but I think he would agree with me that Reagan should be on the list. Yeah, I don't. I think since we're doing a Mount Rushmore and not a top tw- ten, top twenty-five list, I think Andrew Breitbart would say, "Let's." I I don't now for there, now now. He, if we're going to talk about most influential in the last 15 years of the American right without putting a tag, conservative, yeah. libertarian, nationalistic on then it, it yes. then I actually think Breitbart's been way more influential than Reagan has. And yes. we can debate whether that's a good or bad right. thing or not. I agree. Okay, but that's not the question. Correct. For Reagan really is the George Washington of American conservatism. It, it doesn't exist without him. Yes. Uh, final two names on his Mount Rushmore. Rush Limbaugh, Undoubtedly. And I'm... I, I I'm, I'm selling I'm totally on Thomas Sowell because only he might be my favorite one on that list. But if he was influential, we'd be in a much different place right now. But he's amazing. That's an intriguing answer. Mm-hmm. But that, not only because of how he thinks and how he communicates it, but also because he's black. It would be an entire. If you actually sat down and listened to this man, we'd not be talking about the dumb we talk about on a regular basis. Meaning, you think he's he he got. He got um, exiled as a niche within his own niche, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That he has, it's not just on a country level, but on a movement level, yeah. he has not been influential enough. That's a fascinating argument. I'm going to buy just to, because I think somebody, one of us should, because of how much we love him, but I'm sympathetic to your lament. I think there's some validity to it, yeah. Uh, moving on, we'll go to Veronica Hunter, Mount Rushmore of gas stations. Uh, number one, Quick Trip, also known as Quick Star. When we were in Michigan speaking last week, one of the things that we heard is how excited they were that Quick Trip was coming there. Quick Trip. Which yeah. one? Is it the... Oh, no, not Quick Trip, Come and Go. Come and Go. That Come oh, yeah. and Go was coming yeah. there. No yeah. kidding. They were Shouldn't all be. very excited that Come and Go was coming to Grand Rapids, okay? And if you've ever driven around Grand Rapids to find a gas station, you would be excited too, because let me tell you, unicorns can be easier to find. But uh, what was it again? Quick Trip was the first one? Quick Trip, but it's the Quick Trip with the K-W-I-K. Yeah, I don't we know have that quick, one. We have Quick Trip here in with, Iowa with, with and Missouri a Q, with a Q. Which is, a, which is a phenomenal. Which is a great convenience. Yeah, store. I don't know that one, so I have to sell. I don't know that one. Selling, Todd. Yeah, I'm gonna sell. What? And I'm forgetting. What's our our local ones here? The big three are come K- and go. Casey's, quick trip with a Q. Yep. Those are the two big ones. And Casey's and Casey's. Yeah. yeah. How can I forget Casey's? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I got. I love the. Um. I love the hot dog bars. At uh, is it quick? It's quick. Trip, quick trip. Right? Yes. Yeah. They have yeah. the best hot dog bars. Yes. Yeah. Oh, love them. Uh, number two, Casey's. Totally fine with Casey's. Yep. yep. Yeah. And uh, don't everybody's so. De- I mean, their pizza. I like their pizza. It's good. Yep. First breakfast pizza I ever had in my life was from Casey's. Yeah. Number three, Sinclair. Gosh, it's, it's been so long since I've been yeah, to one of those. Really I gotta sell. We don't have those where I live. Yeah. yeah. And then number four, Speedway. I, I've been they're, to a few Speedways. They're okay. They're okay. They were, they were, that's kind of what they had in Michigan. What's the place in the South um, where they have like a full bakery bar and everything else? What is this? That's like a gas station place that makes, you know. Oh, it's not. Piggly Wiggly is the, uh. The, the yeah, that's not store. it. I would know the name if someone Bucky's, said it. Bucky's. Bucky's. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Buck. Yes. I. I. Dude, I almost want to like go down south to visit one of these. I've heard so much about how cool these places are. The I now you like got the me. Taj Mahal of of gas stations. You're making me think of Waffle House now. I love Waffle House. I've never ate at one. Oh my god. 
I think the I'm always afraid of that just today. tearing up my system, man. Yeah. So good. I don't. It's just ba- bacon and eggs and pancakes, man. It's I know, but I just you know all that. Yeah, I just get a little worried. You know, all that processing and everything else. I don't think it's gas station. Yeah. I mean. I mean, it's gas. No, I, yeah, it's still gas station food at Waffle House. Uh, next up, Crow of Approval. Everything is common sense, but we still need to listen to the experts. <laughs> I like that. Um, I'll buy. Yep. Next, actually, next, I need to go to my bullpen here because that's uh, all I have selected so far, and we've got another 17 minutes to go. Wow, are we going to um, do these quicker than we typically do? Uh, we are, just a little bit. Um, I'll talk more, I guess, if you make me. <laughs> uh, we'll go next if I can find... Uh, let's see. Uh, here, here's this one. The mask works to uh, protect only others. Therefore, Branch Covidians should wear one mask normally and then another one on top of that one inside out to, to protect themselves and others. I, I don't think you can wear enough masks. Indeed. Um, you should, I mean, how many masks are too many? Do you know, Todd, what the answer to that question is? There's no such answer. There's no, 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 no such thing. So I, I will buy. I mean, I think you should just I, mask everything. And I can't wait to see those virtue signalers uh, on the right, whatever that is, coming out and how, how they triangulate, how they handle this, how they thread the camel through the eye of the needle on this one with all of this intellectual insanity all of this government overreach but they've been so in on hating their own base on this are we gonna i mean really are we gonna watch david french outside uh at soccer games this fall uh wearing masks uh these people are broken they have no place to hide now it's going to be wonderful let's do this let's have a list Submitted yes, by Alexander Rogers, the okay. top guitar songs of the 70s. He says these are in no order, but I'm actually going to put them in order here. All right. What, they belong. How many are there? 17. Like, oh, wow. So do I? Do we think that that's one of the top 17? Buy and sell each one. Correct. Okay. All right. We'll start with this one, Wheel in the Sky. Oh, I'm a buy. buy. I'm a big Journey guy. Remember, the it's 70s, one of the, yeah. the, ver- the first two CDs I ever bought, Journey's Greatest Hits and Big Daddy Kane. It's a big daddy thing. That's the confusion of... <laughs> My of my childhood, yes. Oh my goodness. That's deranged. Drink some more apple cider vinegar, Erzin. Uh, hey man, anything goes when it comes to hoes because pimping ain't easy, all right? You just need to know that. All right. See, where's the Captain America shirt? That's the best part of that. Uh, number 16, Don't Fear the Reaper. Oh, that's, so. yeah, I gotta buy that. Are you kidding me? This Absolutely, have to songs. buy that. Greatest guitar songs. Absolutely, it's a classic, man. The best, one of the best cowbell songs of all time. It's it's certainly number one on the list. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I think you could even have more cowbell in that song yeah. if you wanted. Yes. Exactly. So sell, you're, you're still selling. Okay. Uh, number fifteen, Stranglehold. Sell. Yeah, I'm gonna sell. Uh, number fourteen. This needs to be higher. Layla. I it it does need to be higher. In fact, it should just be higher on the grounds, and I'm I'm all in on it, like Eric Clapton right now. Dude's freaking Moses, like to me yeah, right now. It's like he he just like became like Thomas Paine or something. Okay, uh, so I'm in, man. But I'll, I want to give uh, slow hand yeah, to hand. Gotcha. Okay, so I'm anything I'll, Clapton right now gets my seal of approval about right I'll now. I'll buy though. This is the '70s. I mean, there's like there's 
we're going to be, we should be blown away by the songs before us in this next 13. Blown away. Yeah, you know what? You're right about that. And then, which is not to downsell Layla. It's it just, is. It is the greatest guitar riff era of oh, music. Yeah. You're you're right about that. We should be. I agree with you. That's I, a good point. I apologize. I goofed up. That was number fourteen. Number fifteen was Jessica. Just sell. Yeah, I'm gonna sell. I'm yeah, I'm with we, you. We need to do better. Yeah, I, that this decade can do better. Yes. Uh let's see. Let's go to number uh, thirteen now. My Sharona. Sell. I gotta sell. Ahead of Layla. Yeah. Well, he's the one doing the list. The kid. Aaron is in real time. He's yeah. the one that put my Sharona from the knack ahead of slow hand. Okay. Okay. Sell. Uh, let's do number twelve, Sweet Madame Blue. Wow. Sell. What's this called? is this is getting really disappointing. Sell. Sell. Eleven. Long time. By okay. Boston? Yeah, by Boston. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now we're okay. I, I, can I don't think it. I take it over Layla, but I want. A, I'm I'm looking for scraps here, so I'll take it. At this point, we're begging. Yes, agreed. Especially if you include the foreplay four interlude. Oh, oh yeah. You include well, that into yes. it as well. Okay. If we include both, if we include the foreplay interlude into the song, as it often this song is. is so good. Yeah. That I was jamming out to it, backing my car out of the garage at home, going to work, and I wasn't paying attention, and I backed my car into my dad's car. Yeah. <sighs> was a long time before you got yeah. to drive again, yeah. wasn't it? It was a long time. Was a long time. Who, who, knew, who knew how prophetic that song was about to be? Yeah, he was actually okay with me. God bless you, Dad. So. Yeah, I'll buy for sure on that one. Uh, number nine, Dust in the Wind. No, that's not yeah. classic. It's I mean, a classic I, acoustic riff, man. But we're not, are we, I, we're not doing, I thought we're doing electric guitar. Or is it no, just guitar? It's just no, guitar. I'm still not, no, we're not doing slow uh, dance. No. Oh, uh, no, man. Nope. I actually think, um, I mean, Carry On My Wayward Son is a strong guitar song, right? That's a strong one. Okay. I don't know. I kind of feel like we should honor Dust in the Wind. I'm going to buy. Because all we are is Dust in the Wind, dude. <laughs> okay. Uh, number eight, Carry On My Wayward Son. Oh, there we there go. There we go. Okay. Yeah, all right. So let me see that. I'm going to retroactively sell. Like Sweden retroactively added a death on July 16th yesterday to snap their streak. It's like they knew I was keeping track, so they just threw it in there to stop me. Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell on Dust in the Wind because I don't think Kansas should get two songs if we're gonna have you know like the yeah, knack on the list. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So I I think Carry On My Wayward Son belongs on the list more than Dust in the Wind does. I'm Bye. gonna sell. That's too high though. Uh, number seven. I'm just gonna admit to you. I. I... I probably lost count like five times. Number seven, Iron Man. Oh, from uh, Black Sabbath. Yeah. Remember that? Oh yeah. Okay. Remember road? Remember the Road Warriors from WCW NWA oh, wrestling? Yeah, yeah. Used to come to that. Yeah, Hawk and uh, Animal. I'm selling this. That's is too uh, high. You know what? I'm pretty. I'm. I'm in. I'll buy. Yeah. Too high. Can he see or is he blind? Or Right? That's the song, yeah. yeah. Has he lost his mind? Can he see or is he blind? That's how the song opens. That's right, yes. Uh, number, what one was that? That was number seven or eight? Yeah, seven. Yeah, it was, a, it was okay. a number. Number six. We're doing CDC ranking. Yeah. It, it's a number. It's a number. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> number, it's a variant. Yeah. It's a number. Number yeah. six, China Grove. Oh, that's an underrated selection. Now, now I kind of think... Near, near, 
Oh, that's China Grove. Yeah. Oh, that's Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. That. You know what? I just think that's an underrated jam, man. I gotta give him that. I like. I like that. I like that poll. I mean, if we were sitting around like with the editors of Rolling Stone magazine, would this be like the number six guitar song of the '70s? No. But we're chilling with some dude named Alexander Rogers. Okay. So, it's. I like. I like. I like the poll. I like it. It's too high, but I like it. I like the fact that he went there. So I'm in. I'll buy. I'll buy. Number five, take it easy. Gosh, I love the Eagles so much. Running down the road, trying to loosen my load. I got seven women on my mind. I don't think of this as a classic guitar. Four that want to hold me, two that want to stone me. One says she's a friend of mine. All you're talking about lyrics. There's, there's a banjo in here, though. I know that's not a guitar, but yeah. that's during the one of the guitar riffs. I'm selling. Yeah, I, Oh man, this almost just feels like anti-American, frankly. Yeah, selling the Eagles on any song list is on it. You know, buy, sell, or hold. You can be hung for selling on anything Eagles-related in a music category. That that's a that's literally a capital offense in America. There's no sell on that. It is. They're that because my conscience is is really conflicted here that it doesn't the banjo song does not belong on the greatest guitar riffs of the seventies but feels compelled just because it was the Eagles that I have to buy just auto buy I have to nevertheless okay. I have to number four Hotel California well that's isn't that technically nineteen eighty mm, or was that nineteen seventy nine it's it's right on the edge right on the edge man is it really yeah. It's hmm. either 79 or 80 when that album no, came out, I thought. Maybe well, it was 77, actually. Like no, I'm wrong. It, now they do 76. it. 76. 77. Oh, so I'm wrong again. Okay. Then, all right. So if we're going to do... I don't understand right, what if a we're guitar gonna do, song is. I totally okay. took that too literally. If we're going to do two Eagles guitar songs, then obviously Hotel California belongs on the list. But Take It Easy, um, Already Gone is the other song. Not Take It Easy. Uh, you know, so I might have to go since we got since the Eagles are repped. I have to now go back retroactively. Yeah, you guys know the integrity of these music lists mean a lot to me. I must now go back and retroactively disqualify "Take It Easy" since Hotel California is on the list. By the way, once we get to the end of this, there's a glaring omission on this list. Uh, number three, Sultans of Swing. Sell. Yeah, sell. I can see why someone would put it on the list. It shouldn't be number three, but I'll buy it. I can see why someone would put it on the list. Yep. Number two, Freebird. Buy. You have to buy. Yeah. Can you do it? All right. Yeah. Is this a capital offense to do anything 70s music related that doesn't include? I mean, I don't, dude, it's greatest disco songs, Freebird. <laughs> if you do a 70s music uh, best disco singers, Donna Summer, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Skinner. If you do a 70s music list, Regardless of genre, does Freebird have to be included? Is that like in the U.S. code? Yes. I like that. Okay. I like that. All right. And number one, Stairway to Heaven. The end, the part at the end. Yeah, the part at the end. Yeah, I mean, dude, there are so many other great Zeppelin guitar riffs, Houses of the Holy, uh, Immigrant Song, uh, Black Dog, which they named after a dog that kept walking into the studio in the house where they were making the album. So they just named a song after him and they called him Black Dog. That was the name they gave him. Um, rock and Roll, Whole Lot of Love. Yeah. Um, I, I, But again, is it a capital offense to vote no on Stairway to Heaven, like on anything? No, because you just made the case why you could. You're not. I kind of think you have to vote for Stairway to Heaven, like for anything. Like, 
best orchestral arranger stairway to heaven by i kind of feel like that's like an american even though it's a british band uh i kind of feel like that's an american pop music auto buy i have to buy greatest songs of the 90s stairway to heaven buy like no matter is, what the list is you have to buy it yeah is stairway to heaven like the the pop music zeppelin like the thing that most people liked but people who are really like i i, I it's not dissing that i would rather i'd listen to cashmere over and over again. I think that's their best song, you know. It's a different era because back then, like, do you know how many top 10 singles on the Billboard chart Led Zeppelin had? Top 10? They Is never had a song in the top 10. Are you kidding me? The highest song they ever had, Whole Lot of Love, got into the top 20. The reason why is that's why they called it Arena Rock. Because they just would not create a lot of two and three and four minute songs that would be oh, played on radio. Sure. And so they just refused okay. to edit, they refused to edit their music yeah. down. Respect. Okay. And they just and and they sold out so many arenas. They're like, we don't care if we yeah. sell a few extra albums. We got a hundred thousand people sitting at Oakland Alameda Catalyst Coliseum to see mm-hmm. us. We don't care. And so you know, they like if you look at the listen to the '70s channel on Sirius XM, they go back every Sunday, and I'll hear this on the way coming home from church, and they'll replay the old Casey Kasem American Top 40s, like the actual broadcast from that era. And when they get, he gets like almost to number one, he'll list all the number one songs and albums. Number one on the album chart again, Led Zeppelin. Doesn't, and it doesn't matter like what year in the 70s it is. Like they had like the number one album like almost every year or a number one album almost every year, even though they never had really a lot of songs that were released for radio because they wouldn't edit them down. That's a cool story, bro. And, and, and for that, Makes I sense. have, and because of that, I have, Zeppelin has to be on this list somewhere. Agreed. I'll Therefore, I will okay. buy on those grounds alone. Got okay. It. All right. Here's the glaring omission. Nair, nair, nair. Yeah. Nair, nair, nair. Nair, 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 Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Like Highway to Hell. Back in Black is in the 80s. That's Highway to Hell. Oh, that's well, that's, that's Bond Scott in the seventies. That's a glaring omission, then. Yeah, uh, the glaring omission I was thinking of: long, cool woman in a black dress. Boom, ba-da-bum, boom, yeah, ba-da-bum, I could see that. Ba-da-bum. I could see that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, you can't do a list of greatest guitar songs in the seventies or eighties and not include ACDC. They are the ultimate well, masters of turning three or four chords into you know, over and over and over again into masterful guitar. I mean, they're, they're arguably the greatest guitar rock band of all time. That's their, there's also, that's there, their shtick. There was no Rolling Stones in there. I mean, there's no way. There's just no way. Yeah, would like Gimme Shelter had been in the 70s? Yeah. If you were doing this list, but, but just give me your Mount Rushmore then. Of guitar songs? Yeah. yeah. See, oh. the songs would be so hard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, something from ACDC, something from Zeppelin. <laughs> See what I'm doing here? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I would start there. Um, there's so much. That's why we thought this list was going to be hard. There's so much great yeah. guitar music from that era, right? Yeah, oh, yeah I know. Yeah. Uh, that's all I've got for Buy, Sell, or Hold. That, that got us up to almost, almost quitting time for Buy, Sell, or Hold. Did you guys see Asa Hutchinson wants a special session of the legislature yes. in Arkansas yeah. to yes. repeal their mask ban? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And your plan is to blackmail these people? I just run, run them out of town. 
I mean, her, if, how if, are if, Asa if, Hutchinson and KIV leading states in the South right now? Yeah, uh, this I is now. Mm-hmm. I have to talk to you like I talk to New Yorkers. You just gonna take that? Are you I gonna mean, if, take that? If you're, come on, man. If you're a red state like Arkansas, and they actually do this, and the first day it doesn't look like the streets of Milan uh, or Paris last weekend protesting the vaccine passports, then all, and then in all honesty, man, turn in all your guns. They're just for show. You're just hunters. You're into gun culture. You're not into liberty, freedom, or what the real purpose of the Second Amendment is for. This isn't about Asa Hutchinson. It's about you. Governments can't mandate anything. You can only comply. That's what government by the consent of the governed means. More in a moment. So are you ready for the next time it could never happen here? Happens. War, natural disaster. How about hyperinflation? Because we're looking close to that. Uh, Whatever happens, uh, that's why you want to be smart. Be prepared ahead of time. That's why you want to talk to our friends at My Patriot Supply, the nation's original Patriot Preparedness Company with over 41,000 Four and five star reviews over a decade of experience as well. That's a lot of satisfied customers in that amount of time. With food that stays fresh up to 25 years with proper storage, so you don't have to worry about food lines, rationing, going hungry. Right now, take advantage with 25% off of their four-week food kit. Gives you 2,000 plus calories per day. 25% off right now. Uh, with the four-week food kit delivered discreetly to your door when you go to preparewithdace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E, preparewithdace.com. Again, that's preparewithdace.com. Later, before we get out of here, I have committed one of the most egregious errors, oversights and mistakes, not just of my career, but frankly, my rather sad and mediocre life. And... I, I just will not, I, I, the shame that I am right now wallowing in is still not enough. It's, it's worthy. It needs to be addressed and it needs to be corrected. Remind me before we get out of here today for me to do that, okay? I absolutely will. Thank you very much. Uh, but speaking of being shamed, we bring on the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you, brother. How are you? I'm doing all right. Happy birthday, Steve. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. So, hey, what's going on, bro? Kind of a light week in the news, yeah. eh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Steve, you know, it's funny. Your birthday is actually uh, the anniversary of the 14th Amendment. June, tw- uh, July really? 28th, 1868. It was ratified. Equal protection under the law. Yeah. It mean it 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 protects I mean, it's totally meaningless now. except for yeah. what it was supposed to protect. Yeah. So yeah. so basically, where we're at is that if you're a kind of run of the mill dinky little shop baker shop, you have to service not just a person but an act that violates your religious conscience. But um, you could get together as all the big corporations with government and each other to box out entire classes of people from accessing vital goods and services if they don't take an experimental injection that by their own admission doesn't work and has serious side effects, even if they already have the virus. Oh, and by the way, and now government can do that even in the public sector as well. 
Um, how about that for the 14th Amendment? Well, I, I got to tell you, man, you really know how to sweet talk a guy. I don't know if you've ever been told <laughs> that before, but let me be the first. All right. <laughs> let's, let's get into, you know what? I want to make sure I just reset everything. I, I did this for the audience at the start of the show. Because it's been a confusing last 48 hours. Let's just, you know, I mean, it is. It's confusing. So I just want to make sure I've got everything straight here. Um, um, the second most vaccinated country in the world is Israel. But our CDC has placed a level three alert against traveling there. Yet we should all still get the exact same experimental injections Israel did, despite CDC admitting those getting them can still get and spread COVID. But that's okay because we have those loose-fitting cloth masks back again where you breathe in and out of them. Uh, so it's meant for you to stop sending your COVID-infested breath to somebody else, and yet you're still breathing out of them, which is why you don't choke. And then finally, you have the vaccine, after all else fails, that is meant to protect you from getting COVID, which is why cases are rising in Israel, even among the vaccinated there. Uh, you're seeing vaccinated breakthrough cases here and the vaccinated are masking again. Does sum everything up there? I think that's I think that's a pretty good summary of the last forty eight hours. I'm, I don't know what all the confusion and everything is about. It seems clear as mud to me. What do you think? Well, I mean, Steve, the mask didn't work, so we needed the the clot shots. The clot shots didn't work, so we need the mask. I mean, it's that simple. Um, I can't blame them. I mean, the way people rolled over for both of them in individually, I think they figure they can get both. Their goal was always to maximize control and cronyism at the same time. The problem they had was over time, um, with especially with cases going down, the fear level was down. So they could not get people into the shot if they were going to keep the mass mandate. Moreover, people were starting to rebel so they went all in on just va vaccinate. Now that it's come back, they figure they could kind of straddle both again um, because they have more cases and they have the fear and they're always going to keep doing this. But but the important point, Steve, is I think that you're trying to make as absurd as they've been for over a year. This is a new level. Yeah. And I think. As I've always said, with every challenge and tyranny and they're and, literally uh, admitting that the vaccinated may carry a higher vaccine or viral yeah. threshold than the unvaccinated, therefore shed the virus despite their vaccination status to the unvaccinated. They're also quietly admitting yesterday that further mutations may essentially just render the vaccines completely irrelevant. And yet at the same time, they they want to make the case that the only way out of this is for everybody to get vaccinated. That is a level of confusion that we didn't even see last year. At least last year, they were smart enough not to let us see certain information. So we only got one side of it till people like you and me and a few others started looking at Denmark, Switzerland, Sweden, and other countries that were putting their other data out there for us to compare it with. In this case, they're literally talking out of both sides of their mouth and a forked tongue to the exact same people. And I got to tell you, the anger level I'm seeing is growing demonstrably. If you look at Wayne County, Michigan, I looked this up yesterday. Joe Biden got almost 70% of the vote there. Barely 50% of that county is vaccinated right there in Detroit with Henry Ford Hospital, one of the hardest hit counties in the country and everything. I, 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 the amount of frustration I'm seeing, the, the Trafalgar Group poll, 71%, that's, that's less pop, vaccine man, mandates are less popular than TARP. 
I think this is a different level of peeing on me and telling me it's raining than anything we even saw last year. And Steve, th- this is why I'm here for the prophet of woe and lamentation. The reason why there's so much woe is not because it's hopeless. It's because we could repent. With every sunset is a senri- sunrise. With every act of tyranny, there's a rubber band effect, a pendulum effect in politics that presents you with an opportunity to fight back and, and get to a point where you're even better off than you were before it began. And I think the fact that CDC went in so strong with the kids, and even kids have to do this, I didn't think they were going to do that. This presents us with the opportunity to go into that OR and do the surgery we always needed to do, which is to have this red state say, go to hell. Mm -hmm. On this, on not just their particular order, but the entire COVID fascism, and then not just on COVID fascism, but on everything, and that is really the only solution. This is a critical juncture we're at right now, but this is the time that the Republican Party being kind of the female soccer of politics really does its magic. They jujitsu that angst that you're talking about building up and, and shove it into a black hole right at a time that we have the perfect opportunity to rebel. You're not seeing this movement. You're seeing these Republican governors continue to put out Al Qaeda hostage tapes at a time when their thing is taking a beating and say, no, you better get the vaccine. If you don't want more lockdowns, you better do this. They echo their talking points. Every one of these guys, I mean, this this is the problem. This is exactly what I mean when I say we are worse off with the Republican Party than having nothing. But, you know, the good news is there are some primary challenges. There are some people that are changing. And the difference between having nothing in the red states fighting back, which is essentially what we had for almost a year, versus a domino effect is is a hairline. And we're very close to that tipping point. We just need focus and organization to make it happen. India reports less than 7% of its population is vaccinated. <clears throat> less than 7 And, you know, because we keep hearing when we point out India stats, uh, you know, they're just lying over there. First of all, India is not Venezuela, Okay. It's a it is a democratic government. They have elections there. Now they have very a ca- strong central bu- bureaucracy. Yeah, they, the they they have a, a caste system there. They have cultural they they have cultural traditions that don't necessarily have the same sort of um, um, equal uh, you know equal opportunity uh, basis that the Judeo Christian uh, you know worldview that we have in the West does. But the idea that they're they're not some totalitarian fiefdom that can just do anything to their people they want. They're not. If they're lying about their death numbers, why aren't they lying about their vaccination numbers? Why wouldn't they inflate those too? It doesn't make any sense. India is telling us that it's vaccinated less than 7% of its, I'm sorry, less than 7% of its population, Daniel. Since they hit their peak with their, this is their variant, the variant began in their country, the Delta variant. Since they hit their peak in early May, their cases and deaths have gone down over 90%, both of them have. Over 90% since their peak in May, with less than 7% of the population vaccinated. Reconcile that with the narrative that they're currently attempting to feed us here out of the center to deceive and control. So the narrative they say is, again, that they're lying and there's tenfold more deaths. But but the issue is, first of all, as you're saying, but the trend, no one denies the fact that it went down. Second of all, you might have been able to posit, yeah, maybe it's a garbage country, they're, they're lying. But Israel and the UK disproved that because they showed that they had a wave, a large wave, but it was there was there's a large decoupling between cases and deaths because the Delta variant 
attenuated, meaning this is the biggest proof that that India was telling the truth. Because if we see it's the Delta variant that is more transmissible, but be, uh, pursuant to Mueller's ratchet is therefore less virulent, it is less often deadly, then it now makes sense that India had a much lower level seroprevalence headed into Delta than England and Israel did. So they incurred most of their spread with the attenuated um, virus, which is why they would have lower deaths, which you're seeing in the other countries. Attenuated, you mean a weakened strain of the virus is what you mean by that phrase. Oh, for, oh, a weakened, for oh, people yeah. that don't know what you, what you mean by that term. Yeah, you a, mean a weakened, a weakened strain. A, weakened strain. a virus wants to survive. Mm -hmm. So it wants to be, if it's more Which is how pandemics become endemics, for example. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't want to kill all the hosts, then it can't transmit as much. And this has been known for a long time. So they're trying to credit the vaccine. They're they're doing it backwards. Oh, it's the vaccine that is doing the decoupling. Um, it certainly transmits, which totally blows up the argument for forced vaccination. Then, mm -hmm. but 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 you personally will be you know safe. But but then again, it doesn't explain India. The reality is, like we're seeing, is there is zero correlation, just like there was with masking, between outcomes and. And, uh, you know, vaccination rates, you're finding San Francisco is having their biggest spread. Mm -hmm. Nearly every senior and almost every adult is vaccinated in San Francisco. You could do this all over the world. There's actually um, the California media is starting to notice a little bit of a reverse correlation, which I think we've seen for quite a while. Israel, UK, Gibraltar. And now they're seeing it between the counties in, in California. And this is very concerning is are the vaccines creating a self-perpetuating cycle where they are creating the mutations, they're elongating the virus, they're creating what's called ADE, uh, antibody-dependent uh, um, uh, escape, darn, I'm forgetting it here. ADE is, is the term where basically when you have antibodies but they're not strong enough to, to block but they are strong enough to bind it could actually, you see a spike. We saw that after the first shot in some places because it doesn't give you high enough levels. Then you get the high enough levels, but then it wanes on the way down, which is a longer period of time. You're actually possibly more vulnerable than you are without anything. This is why, according to Dr. Malone, the guy who only invented mRNA vaccines, said they had to scuttle dengue fever vaccine. Um, it's not just the spike protein that's unique. It's the circumstances. We have never done mass vaccination yeah. during a pandemic. This was a concern by uh, posited by a Dutch doctor. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's uh, oh, oh, beyond my pay grade. But Steve, the data we're seeing so far, like everything else, everything they've done has made it worse. And you wonder if this is just another uh, feather in that cap. Great stuff, my friend. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, take care. God bless. Same to you. All right, I got to make sure that I had time here. We just had a list of greatest guitar songs of the 70s, and I, I just, I don't even know what to say, man. I, I'm just going to chalk it up. You guys know it's my birthday, old age, all right? Somehow, I forgot about the fact one of my all-time favorite bands, their best album was released in the 70s. That includes a couple of songs called Baba O'Reilly and what I believe is the greatest rock song of all time. We won't get fooled again. I, I have no excuse. I won't even attempt to proffer one.
I will accept my punishment. I am ashamed. That's it. That, that's 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 all I have. We will conclude this show in the silence that you should be wallowing in. Do you need me to look up the lyrics to Happy Birthday? <laughs> that's not even counting phenomenal guitar songs like from the 70s, like Elton John's Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting that we talked about. I mean, no. I, one could excuse that because he's primarily a piano guy and maybe you forget about the great guitar yeah. riff in there. Okay, but no, there is, there is no excuse uh, for me forgetting who's next and forgetting Baba O'Reilly and we won't get fooled again. And that's why immediately upon finishing and concluding today's program, I am taking my life into my own hands by getting on a plane maskless to Pyongyang. I am. It's the most shameful moment of my career. Gentlemen, final thoughts. And in this case, it could very well, it could very well be a final thought. This might be it. That's how low I am right now. You want to waterboard him with uh, vinegar? Vinegar board him? (laughs) Vinegar board. Built bar, are you listening? Man. So what do you, you know got? A lot of things. I I think let's instead of shipping you off to Pyongyang, as hilarious as that would be, especially on your birthday. Um, why don't we just come to the conclusion that it is impossible to do a list of the best '70s rock song, uh, rock guitar riff songs? Because that Wait, so entire time, yeah, that entire time we were getting tweets from people. You're missing this. You're missing this yeah. band. You're missing this song. It's just impossible. Yes. There's too many. You know, what I, you know what? In fact, no, no, I'm, I'm a victim. No. Yes! Yeah. Yes! No. Yes! Todd, we just learned yesterday. The uh, highest calling in America strength. is to be yeah. a victim. Exactly. Yes. In fact, as I learned from America's most decorated current Olympian, I quit. I'm out. Nice. I just quit. Clapping seals. Now applaud me. Yeah. I have quit. Now applaud, Todd. You are the true hero. Yes, I am the true hero for quitting. Thank you. We're going to stick around and do overtime for our Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.